This is Unleashing Leadership, and I'm your host, Travis Moss, and you are listening to our special eight-episode mini-series on our team interview for the Ideal Team Player. Let's jump right in. This I want to tie this back to kind of a previous episode as well about the importance of leadership and where this all ties in leadership and then how it all flows down as well. Because if the leaders are not living the life and the leaders mm-hmm. are not yeah. actually embodying this, it's never going to flow down to you know all of the individual contributors and all, all the, everyone else who's involved. So um, having all of the right people involved who um, are accountable, have these virtues, and and are able and open to living this life and really showing that to be able to kind of just make that culture be what it is so that everybody buys into it is is super important. I want to go tie something back quickly to that point, Jess, and a point, the point you were making a little earlier about your kind of like your personal examples, right? Of how you're having these conversations and they're better because of this, right? Because you have an approach to take. I'll throw a different idea out because I, I was thinking about the value versus virtue question. We Travis asked that a little earlier too. And the, my first thought, the easy thought was it's, it's action speak louder than words type of thing, right? And that was too easy. So I tried to think about it a little bit more and we talk about the pictures on the walls, right? Like the values. So mm-hmm. you get those like motivate, success, inspire, right? Like this, these words, that's the value. Sure. Okay. I see those. I agree with that. Where that turns into a virtue for me is the personalization of it. So that's where I, I want to tie that back, Jess. So what you were saying is now I'm making it personal to me or my interactions. And what does that mean for me? Right? What does it mean for the team or the company? And you know, seeds mission and and all of that, right? Like that's where now it becomes the virtue because I'm living that myself. I'm not just I'm not living a word that just says motivate. What does that even mean? Right? Like what mm-hmm. is motivation to me? It changes maybe every day, or I have a different motivation. But the personal part is then where it becomes the virtue that I'm living, right? Because now this is what it means for me to inspire others or be inspired. Yeah, have you, I mean, have you ever heard somebody who comes in and looks at the wall and goes, "Oh, motivation? No, not for me." <laughs> I mean, right. like, right. like that—that right. that is just something. Why would you work with people that aren't motivated? Or you probably work with some people. Not, I'm not saying you two, but people in general probably work with people who are not motivated, and uh, they don't come out and say, "I'm just not." Mo-. I mean, some of them actually do. Some of them, but for the most <laughs> part, people who are not motivated don't come out and go. Pfft. That's a crack of shit. I don't want to be motivated, right? They they are like, yeah, motivated, yeah, you know, teamwork, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, what now? Define it. You know, what does that actually mean? It's like, yeah, you know, I'm on a team and I bring in cookies. It's like that's not teamwork, <laughs> right? Or I'm on a team and I piss everybody off. Appreciated. I was gonna say sometimes <laughs> you're on a team and you don't bring your team members cookies. You're not being very smart. This is why Kirsten is amazing. (laughs) That's right. But so it's not just posters on the wall and it's not just trust falls. I think that that's kind of what's happened with leadership and stuff. We're going to, we're going to fix the problem by putting posters on the wall and getting together, you know, once a quarter or something and doing trust falls. And that's somehow going to 
get everybody in alignment. You know what I mean? Like, like I, yeah. I make a lot of analogies about like the body and getting the body into alignment and the business is like the body and you've got all these people and the people are the different cells of the body. And if they're just kind of like all doing different things, what do, what do you have then? You have cancer in the body. Like you, the, the body cannot survive if everybody's just kind of doing their own thing with their own kind of agenda on it. And I think Jess, you said something really important and that is leaders have to be doing this and that pulls back in that accountability, right? Mm-hmm. Um, leaders, leaders cannot, and, and this again goes back to the book about, you know, what Jeff's going, what, what's, what was the point of having me come in and consult at all? We put the posters on the wall, but nobody's actually living any of the, the virtues that we were talking about. Well, the leaders all the time, and, and Dave, back to your, your point about, you know, leaders bring in consultants and the consultants talk and they say, great, thank you. Now we can document that we talked to you. So now we can tell other people, ask why we didn't do that. We can say, Nanny, I look at this. I got a report for you. Right. And I got a hundred excuses why you can't do it. Well, listen, you can find a hundred excuses why you can't do anything. Right. Um, it's, it's finding the reason why you should do something that's hard sometimes because it, it, messes with the status quo. It's going to tick people off. It's going, no matter what you do, if you do something different, you're going to bother somebody normally, you know, and, or you're going to find out that it was so overdue that people are relieved when you finally do it. And you're going to kick yourself because you're thinking, why didn't I see this before? Right. In which case you, you, you know, there, there's ramifications for being a leader, either not doing something or doing something, you know, there's ramifications for it, but the leaders have to be accountable you can't put this on your managers, you know, the, the lower levels, let's say. You can't come in and say, hey, um, from now on, we're going to go out and we're going to push this. Hum- and, and Dave and I have talked a lot about how to implement this. We're going to push this humble, hungry, smart framework. And we're going to talk about it a lot. We're going to make posters on the wall, basically, you know, figuratively. We're going to put, we're going to plaster everywhere. So when you hear us, we're saying humble, hungry, and smart and actually not live it. Like not, actually not look at yourself and say, you know, where am I on the spectrum and, and what do I need to do to get better? That's called being accountable and you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to say, it is not good enough that I'm sitting where I'm at. I have to do a better job because how can I go to the next person on the org chart or the next colleague, you know, let's say that I'm, I'm just in on a team in the org chart, right? And I don't have a rank necessarily of, of authority, but how can I go to a colleague and say, you need to get better or you're not being humble or you need to show hunger. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever, you know, whatever anecdote you want to use in this framework, how can I do that? If I'm not doing it myself, it kind of makes me a hypocrite. Right. And it undermines trust and it's manipulatory. If I'm just a leader at the top saying everybody else has got to do this, but I don't have to do this. That's manipulatory. That, that is the, you know, using the smart part of this to, to the, you know, because it, we tend to look up to the person ahead of us, right? Like if the yeah. leader is a certain way, the organization is probably going to pick up those characteristics. Yes. <clears throat> and so if it's not important enough for the leader to do, why should anybody else care? And that's where in this book, I thought it was a great way to kind of depict it that they did the assessment on themselves. They did the assess. I mean, it started with those, those top three individuals. Mm-hmm. They looked at themselves and then they were looking at everybody else and, and they went through that whole process to make sure they're like, are we jackasses? Like, um, and it was, it was a great way to, to really play that through in the storyline and show that, yeah, that's, they embodied that. 
Yeah, and I know we've I've had conversations with Dave before where I'm like, uh, am I being a jackass? You know, because you're in a situation and you're dealing with Dave's nodding his head. Yeah. And you're and you're dealing with something <laughs> and, and you're like, man, I don't know if I did that wrong or I'm second guessing it. And it gives you a, a way to come back and say, is this how I'm acting or is this what I'm doing or or am I misreading the situation? But I think it's also interesting just because um, you're not in some of the management meetings and stuff that we're talking about. But yet this started from you. So this is also kind of leading from below and, 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 and managing up, I guess, if you will, you, you found something that was very important. And, and a lot of people say that they're helpless in an organization. They can't do anything because that's what management leadership does. And I would say sometimes management leadership is just so darn busy putting out fires. They don't even realize some of the things out there that, that they could do and, and who's willing to kind of step up and, and um, uh, be a part of the solution. And so I think it takes a lot of bravery to say, Hey, you know, listen to me here. This is something really important. Um, and so I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that at all, because it's uh, it's not an easy thing for people to do. And especially you, when you first brought this book to us, I mean, you're in your first year of employment. You're still figuring out who's who, right? And 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 yet you're brave enough to bring forward this. And now look at the the change that this is, you know, rippling across our business. Um, and, and you didn't have to do that. You weren't, you weren't going to be held accountable necessarily, but you held yourself accountable to bring that forward. I have always, and it's interesting that, that you said some of the things you did because there has been, um, you know, a recent situation in which it, like, I've always believed that you be the change you want to see in the world, right? Like you just, you have to, you have to be it, you have to own it. You have to try to try to do those things. And it's really hard to speak up. Sometimes it's very mm -hmm. hard to, I mean, I've been in situations in previous employers where, you know, cause they're like, Oh, if you see it, say it. And it, you try to speak up and try to help with a positive thing. And it, you know, it doesn't always go well. Um, I really appreciate the space too. And, and I think that's part of what some of this really tries to bring to the table as well is creating the environment where people are able to, right. um, to, to be able to kind of bring things up that are important to them and know that they're actually going to be heard. And, um, but I, I also, it's lead by example. And the same thing going back to the executive management or higher management, like you have to lead by example. And I I do believe that even, you know, the little peons, like I'm I'm not on a management team, I'm not on a leadership team, but like in the in the peons, um, you know, and I don't say that derogatorily. I just say that you've got hierarchies of people sometime. And if we're down in down in the in the grind of things, like we also have to be accountable and take ownership of trying to to make a difference, be, you know, inspire, be impactful. Like those are trigger words that I guess I really believe in them. I want to inspire people. I want them to inspire me. And it just kind of all ties together. Well, you're not sitting back and complaining about it. You know, I mean, you're, you're saying that I recognize this and here's something that has inspired me. And I think it could be part of the solution. Will, will somebody please listen? Um, and then it's up to management to, to, to do that. Right. If you're in that position, but I think that that's just so inspiring because you can be a leader regardless of what position you're in, 
Right. Amen. You may not be a de facto leader from a standpoint of you're not signing the paychecks or you're not making the final decisions on some things, but you are certainly leading because you are making people around you better. Right. And, and you're not waiting for somebody else to give you permission to do that. You're saying, you know, one of the things you, you always say to me is I will want to make this place what I think it could be. And, and I always like looked at that and was like, okay, is she just, what's she saying here? You know, she's saying this place sucks or what? And really what you were, what you were saying, I never asked, what does that mean? And finally, I think more recently I've asked, what does that mean? And you explained it to me. I'm like, that's exactly what I want this place to be. And you don't have those conversations if you're afraid to bring them up, if you're afraid of the ramifications, because the, the worst Kate thing that could have happened is you could have been at an organization that just talks about their ver- values, right? And they're not really virtues. They're just talking. And they're saying, yeah, you can bring stuff up. And then you bring something up and that gets you ostracized, right? And so the worst thing that could happen is you could potentially say, okay, I need to go work someplace else. Right. So you have that on the line, but don't you have that on the line anyway? If you're feeling this thing, these things and you're observing these things and you're going home with these things, you're going to feel that anyhow. And you can either capitulate and you can say, you know, I'm going to be a lesser person because of my situation. Or you could say, you know what, I'm going to try to prove the situation. And I have faith and trust in the fact that there's some people that will listen and I'll find out where I'm really at. Because it's the rest, it's your life, you know what I mean? And, 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 and maybe not be the rest of your life, but it sets up the rest of your life, you know, what you do next. And I just think it's so important that people hear the fact that you should be in a situation where you can't speak up and, and it should be encouraged. And I think this is just an amazing example, but it also takes an, an incredible amount of courage, um, personal hunger, right? You really want it to be better. Humble. You didn't come in swinging. You came up and said, you know. This is a way I think we could improve this. I'd like to be a part of the solution. There's a, there's a humble quality to that. You weren't sitting back being a victim, right? Some people think I, I'm humble because I just let people beat on me. That doesn't make I no. the, the equation I give to that, that you're a doormat, right? When that's that's not humble, right? It's humble's not also saying like I can fix something on myself because I have all the answers. That's arrogance, right? Humble is saying. I recognize a problem. I'd like to be a part of the solution. How can I help?